From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday morning edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio here with you. We'll uh, have some reaction. A couple different Ole Miss games yesterday. Baseball knocking off Arkansas State 15-5 to in a five-inning game um, as rain and, frankly, everybody just wanted to get out of Swayze Field in the bad weather. Ended that one early. Ole Miss has not played a nine-inning game since opening day. It's three straight games that have been ended early via either rain or run rule or both or whatever you want to make of yesterday. And then last night, uh, Ole Miss again continues to play hard, but falls on the plains to the Auburn Tigers, losing by thirteen or fourteen, something like that. And uh, that they one, covered. I, yeah, they did cover. I think yep. they cut it to three at one point in the second half, if I have that right. Yeah. And then uh, ran out of gas. Um, Matt Morrell suffered a uh, a head injury, if you will. He was in concussion protocol yesterday, so um, it's kind of the the news from it. We'll talk about those things. And plenty more coming up on the show. The show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Go get 10 free dollars. You can do it at any Blue Sky location in Mississippi by simply taking a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. That'll open up the Exxon mobile app. 1,000 points, $10 there with the Oxford Exxon in all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And then here locally, lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink as well as the hot case, chicken, pork, ribs. Tons of options there with the Oxford Exxon coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell uh, Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or um, you can do what I've done. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Uh, Corey wants to take great care of you. He wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. You'll find out what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. We'll have a guest on our Thursday late show that will be up later today. Brian Rippey will join. Ryan Brown will join. They'll join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, also in New Albany. Great place to grab a beer, po' boy, a hamburger, uh, appetizers, great bar selection, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. As a football fan, analyst-wise, you'd rather have Drew Brees or Sean Payton? Ooh. They are both up for the Fox job that has been left with Troy Aikman headed to ESPN. I have a sense, having never heard him do TV, that I would rather have Payton. Okay. Having covered Sean for a couple of years and dealt with him, I know how. I thought Breeze was good. I thought Breeze was good. He's fine. I thought that he is harmed by getting compared to Romo because that's the only kind of recent guy in that same category we have, and he's not Romo. No. And it, it, I feel like he's probably better than maybe he gets credit for, but it's there's a comparison to Romo there that, is, that has harmed him. This is going to come across wrong. And, I, and I'll, I've, I've met Drew personally mm-hmm. and like him. He's very nice. I've always felt like and I don't mean this in a negative way. I've had people tell me I should be this way more because I would be better off, and they're probably right. I've always thought Breeze was putting up a front in, in some ways, like very image conscious at all times. Sure. I think Romo, that's just kind of authentically who he is, this very smart, 
kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, Romo's like a much better Chris Collinsworth. Oh, okay. Um, is, you, is Collinsworth more Romo or more Breeze? Legitimate? Uh, yeah, I think I think okay. I think he's legitimately kind of goofy. Okay. I mean, if you told me that I could just sit and have a beer with either Romo or Breeze, I'd pick Romo because oh, I think not, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I would laugh more. Yeah, you get some stories. Now, Drew it's, would yeah, be yeah. a really nice guy and would be very polite, but I think he would be on guard. I think with Romo, you get you get kind of more authenticity, and that sounds like a slap at Drew, and I don't mean for it to. Um, but with Sean Payton, and I've met Sean. I think you're going to get more of that authentic guy, and there's an edge there that there I think is. will come across in broadcast. Yeah, he can't turn that off. That's him. That's him. He's 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 sharp tongued. He uh, and he's very smart, incredibly bright. I just think there's a. I know what I'm getting with Breeze. I think, and I think Drew will get better as he does more TV. But I think there's a chance that Sean Payton's a superstar at it. There's a chance he's not. But if you told but me. But I would be willing to gamble on him if I'm the executive. His ceiling as a broadcaster is so high that I would roll the dice. And then if it's a disaster, it's a disaster. The odds of Sean Payton being a disaster are super low. Because he's got a lot of that I don't give up mm-hmm. in him too. Yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of that. Like they've already done the hey you're suspended for a year they've already done all that stuff to I don't I, he's going to Super Bowl I mean Cat's pretty laid back I I just I think there's yeah. a chance he's a genius on TV Aikman's ESPN deal is going to be for five years yearly salary expected to approach or exceed the neighborhood of Romo's seventeen and a half million per year contract with CBS I mean good for him the deal's not yet signed <laughs> but it's near completion. If I were Troy, I would have a steady stream of blood. <laughs> like, hey, just tell me when you're ready, because I'm ready. Oh, I mean, yeah. I would have one of those, you know, those feather quill things, and I mean, I would have like a. Yeah. a nice hey, little, we can just meld that. Like, no, I'll come get it right no, now. No, no. Uh, I'm ready. I mean, <laughs> it's right here. Aikman making more than Romo makes no sense. Well, that won't last long. That makes no sense. No one's happier about Aikman getting 17 and a half than Tony <laughs> Romo. He's like, hey, can you get 18? He called his agent and go, did you see this shit? Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Let them get that done. And then let's make a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can go wherever. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm curious to see. I didn't realize we were going to leave with TV, but it's fascinating. Yeah. I'm curious to see whether they do the smart thing and now go get Buck. Which... Because they work well together. Yeah. And Aikman, Aikman strikes me as tough to be around. I think that's probably fair. And you better have someone that he's comfortable with. Because the awkward phase, especially if, because that's Monday Night Football, correct? That's correct, yes. Especially with, there's a very alter, a popular alternative. And I got to think that ESPN's going to throw a bunch of money at them, too. That went really well. I mean, it's my understanding that Monday Night Football was a, a big win for ESPN this last year. 
the rumor is that Al Michaels is about to lead the Amazon thing that they are doing, and they were wanting Aikman to come with that, so it's kind of a loss for Amazon in this because oh. they thought they had a good shot to pair Aikman with Al Michaels. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, that was that was their hope, the Thursday Night Football exclusive Amazon thing. Um, so I wonder who they go after now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the rumor is they are going to throw every bit of money they own at Sean McVay and try to talk him out of coaching this year. Oh, that's well, that's rumor. interesting. That's the rumor, is that Amazon is just going to basically back 15 Brinks truck up to McVay's door and say, hey, what do you think? You want to take a year? I mean, You want more proof the NFL's king? Uh-huh. On February the 24th, we're leading with the lead story is TV NFL. For, for, for NFL. They don't play till September. But here's the deal to it, and it's why you're right, but it's, it's, it's not even me justifying. I can talk about whatever I want to. Sure, but of course. At the same time, this dictates our fall. Who I'm listening to oh, sure. matters as much as anything else is going on today where it's like, well, hey. It wasn't criticism. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, wasn't belittling yeah. it. I mean, I'm as interested in it as you are. Because right now the lead for Monday Night Football is Levy, Riddick Jr., and Greasy. And they can turn that into whatever they turn this into. They also go from 18 to 25 games on ESPN Networks over the next few years. So they're actually going to need multiple crews. I mean, they're going to need people here. Because they're going to have more doubleheader Monday nights and stuff. Also a shot that ESPN makes a run at Michael's before Amazon gets it done to pair with Aikman over there. That is also a, a possibility. And as you mentioned, there's strong rumors that Buck could be in some running of moving here at this point. Although Fox would have to let him out of his contract. Yeah. Mm. And he does a lot for them. Tons. Of course, there might not be a World Series this year, so they might let him walk. And Fox also has two of the next three Super Bowls. Yeah. So they got to figure this thing out. Um Greg Olson is their number two analyst. I don't think it's moved him up for Buck. And then obviously they said McVay, Peyton, Breeze, all candidates sort of in this as they're trying to trying to figure it out. John Lynch also a possibility. Mm. Yeah, he he would do well. Yeah, that's the other one that is uh that is being talked about. Fox had had offered Aikman a four year extension at thirteen point two per year. And he got 17 and, and a half. And he got 17 and a half-ish. Man, his agent did a good job. Did a real good I job mean, right there. Might want to buy him a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. So. You're right, though. I mean, when the, when the Super Bowl ended, after I kind of got over the disappointment of it, I was like, man, I can't wait for football to roll around again. I like the NFL. I like Thursday night football. I like the Sundays. I it's I build. We my, like the annual clock of the NFL. Of we like the combine. We like the draft. Then we like them reporting, and then we like OTAs, and then we like preseason, and then we like the season, and then we like the playoffs. But I like Sunday. I I, I get up and I do ten thoughts to, to the noon game. I light my grill and have a couple of beers in the three twenty five game, mm-hmm. and then the seven o'clock game is kind of my optional. Yeah, if it's good, I'll watch it. If it's not, I'm kind of I'm good. Yeah, Food Network's fine. And then, I, and then the Manning cast was a game changer for me. I suddenly watched a lot of Monday Night Football. And if you play two games on Monday night, I'll probably watch parts of both. I watched a lot of football. This was the first year that I had the Sunday ticket, and I was like, that was worth it. It took me a couple of years that I had the Sunday ticket, and I thought that was a waste of money. 
And this past year, I was like, this was worth it. I watched a lot of football. I watched all the Bengals games. I watched most of the Bears games. Would mess with Jay because Jay and uh, Courtney watched every down of the Raiders this year. They just really? adopted a team. Really? Yep. Did not miss a snap. Really? Yep. Okay. People, people do that. The, t- the ticket lets you do that. It's where sometimes not to switch topics to something that nobody cares about. But Ken Rosenthal has a column out this morning. Either get a deal done or get tuned out, referring to Major League Baseball. I sometimes don't think Major League Baseball understands the options that are available to the American sports consumer today. That a guy in Montgomery, Alabama can go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the Raiders every play. And he can. That a guy in Mississippi can go, you know what? The guy at the Bengals gave us his tour of the stadium. We're gonna we're gonna watch the Bengals every pretty much every snap. And we did. I don't sometimes think major league. Well, Bengals- even tw- even fifteen years ago, I remember you I mean you griping because you know direct TV kept putting everybody in the blackout markets from baseball. You couldn't yeah. get the games. Well, I mean, I want to watch a Cubs broadcast and I can't because they're playing the Reds. The Reds. <laughs> When I lived in Mobile, I couldn't watch a Cubs broadcast when they played the Marlins because they were in Miami. Hold on, that's, that's I know that's eight hours, nine hours away At minimum. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that you could get from Mobile to Miami in nine hours. Not not driving anything resembling a. Yeah, speed no, limit. you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a there's a stupidity. It's where sometimes you have to give the NFL credit. The NFL's so smart about its product. It really is. I mean, it's not perfect, and they do some dumb stuff, but they're pretty high up there. Because you're right. Combine comes up with, what, about a week? Yeah. Everybody's going to watch the combine, talk about the combine, then the pro days roll around. Everybody's going to talk about the pro days. Oh, and then we'll dive into the draft. Two months of draft. Two months of, oh, Mel moved so-and-so from 13 to 11. Ooh, what does that mean? And then there's going to be free agency. When does that start? Here pretty soon? free agency and franchise tags and all that stuff, and everybody's locked in and they're talking about it. And then the draft ends and you have rookie mini camps and so everybody goes to see who, who who looks good. Two days ago, the arguably lead sports story was Aaron Rodgers saying he had taken a cleanse and hadn't making a decision yet. Yeah. I would say it wasn't arguable. It was the lead sports story. No news. No. You mentioned him. I know you feel, obviously, about the Cardinals. What's your take on Joe Buck? Oh, he's he's really he's really talented. I mean, I he did he does an exceptionally good job with baseball. It's not his fault that the Cardinals have been really good and mm-hmm. over the course of time, and he's had to call a lot of their games. He's a fan, and he should be a fan. He grew up there. His dad was the voice of the Cardinals. For God's sake, I, I get it. Some of that was just cub bitterness. In <laughs> fairness to him, well, it's two things. He he was one that. Every possible reference he could do to Bartman, he would do it. And you'd be like, okay, Joe, the ball was 30 rows deep just then. Chill out. Yeah. But they did an incredibly professional job when the Cubs won the World Series. And I I think people watched that and said, So you're not putting him in the same category with, like, Brenneman? No, 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 no. Brenneman was a total prick about it. Yeah. I mean, just awful. I mean, it'd be a game in June, Cubs twins or something. And a ball goes into the fourth row in left field. And he's like, remember in 2003, it's like, shut up. That has nothing to do with this moment at all. It's a 
I think I've said this on the show. Buck is really good on podcasts. He does lots of random podcasts, and he's always great and just normal talk on podcasts. His podcast is pretty good. He does uh, it's Daddy Issues with Oliver Hudson. Oh, really? And it's it's it, it's actually huh. kind of funny at times. Yeah. No, he's he's very talented. I I don't begrudge him that. Brenneman's the one that I think if his daddy hadn't been who he was, a little more nepotism I, there I than wonder, in the yeah. in the Buck family. Yeah, I kind of have my. Doubts. And also, Joe does a lot of big things, so we're always listening to him on things everybody's paying attention to. Yeah, I mean, World Series, NFL playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the game of the week. Yeah, I mean, very often that three twenty five game is Joe Buck. Yeah, and so I I, I hear him. Yeah, he's not doing the regional game over here no, or whatever. I mean, not much. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much doing that three twenty five. Packers, Niners, three twenty-five. Everybody's in. It's like, okay, here we are, Lambeau Field. Let's go, and everybody's yeah. got the grill lit. And I mean, we're all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people come home and at noon they're doing whatever, and about about three thirty or so on Sunday afternoon, you you've wound it down. Yeah. So. All right, we'll talk a little Ole Miss stuff in a second. First day about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you're going to look underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Remind me to uh, update a minute when I talk about Southern Traditions Farms because Ben sent me some stuff that I need to okay. to read, and I forgot to put it in here. Sure. Uh, we're brought to you by Brothrow. It's a uh, social sports betting network, free to use. If you're uh, looking for, I guess, NBA resumes tonight, betting NBA, betting college basketball, you can do it at Brothrow. It's no third party, no juice over time. That saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. Take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at Brothrow.com. Um, brought to you by Dead Soxy, promo code REBELGROVE. All right, Dead Soxy for a 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet, including the no-shows, which are a game-changer for people like me who don't really like to go sockless. Those are absolutely phenomenal. Speaking of phenomenal, game-changer patches are that as well. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well at Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Brought to you by Clay McNutt, ACS, Automation Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, they've got you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662 601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. JohnstonHillCreamery.com is the website to see their full menu, everything they have going on. They even have salads, sandwiches, different things, but they're known for their small batch of artisanal cheese. It's made right there in-house here in Oxford. It's on White Oak Lane off Molly Bar. 
charcuterie, bakery, catering, grazing tables, and plenty more. 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. And also remember, it is still king cake season. You can order those through March 1st. Multiple sizes, four different flavors available for those. So again, check them out there. johnstonhillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201. So basketball last night. You know, I think Auburn was up like 13 at the break, something like that. Something like uh, that. Ole Miss ends up cutting it somewhat close a couple times in the second half. Played fine. Did not think they played poorly at all, given given no. the talent discrepancy and everything else that was kind of going on with them. Played the, really uh, hard. Yeah. Auburn really feeds off its home crowd. They do. I thought Auburn got into a little bit of a – I think Auburn felt first half it was about to turn into a blowout, and they started playing highlight reel ball. And sometimes, and they have highlight real players. Sometimes you can fall into a trap with that a little bit. I thought they got sloppy, and they kind of let Ole Miss slip back into it. Yeah, he ends up fouling out. I thought Nasir Brooks did a pretty good job on Kessler, despite him having eight yeah. blocks and having a triple double last night. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a beast inside. So it's a it's a it's a it's a nightmare. There was never a moment that I thought Ole Miss was going to win that game. No, 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 no. But they played hard. Um, there was I wrote about it a little bit. There was a bright spot. If you're looking for a bright spot, if you're just like, I have to find a positive. I thought James White was a positive. Had to play 17 minutes against a really good team in that environment. Those and, guards. And held his own. Had 16, had six points. Uh, did some did some good things. I uh, was aggressive going to the to the rack one time. Did some nice stuff. Got got mismatched a little bit on the post. Auburn's good about that. And they've got those physical guards that can create mismatches. But I thought he was okay. Um, I didn't think Jarkel played particularly well. I thought he looked like a guy who was just getting over the flu. We've all been there. Yeah, he was pretty rough in the first half, and then kind of yeah. kind of found his legs a little bit yeah. after that. Kind of just didn't feel good, or felt weak. Probably is more than a tough physical assignment when you don't feel well. Hey, yeah, um, hey, you know, Auburn's an interesting team, man. They are. I've watched them a lot. Because of Smith, you you could tell me that they went to the Final Four, and I'm like, yep, I can see it. And you could tell me they get bounced in the second round because those guards are weird. I'd see that too. But Ole Miss had a good plan. I mean, they just you can't take everything away from them, and they were focused on some other people. And uh, Zepp Jasper made them pay. And kudos. That's what good teams do. Good teams can beat you in a number of ways, and Auburn's a very good team, and Jasper got them. We don't know any update on Morrell at this point on what his availability could be for Saturday. Kermit didn't know last night. I was on the Zoom at God, what was that, ten o'clock? Um mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't he didn't know. He I hate to say that he seemed concerned. He didn't know. They would reevaluate today. The things you were looking for last night, what'd you see? What we saw out Basically of did it. He he let guys play. Um he burned a lot of timeouts in the first half. Some of that was just, I think, to try to stop that momentum. It's Auburn, that crowd again, they get into it. It gets loud, and I wasn't there, so I'm sure he was on his sideline, and he felt it getting away a little bit. And It's like, hey, let's stop the tra- train from hurtling down the tracks here. But it makes it where in the second half you don't have as much flexibility. But they played hard. They they are what they are. It's kind of what you said yesterday. There's really very little to take from this on a big picture standpoint. 
Nothing. There was nothing from a big picture no. move yesterday. No, I mean, they went from not being on the bubble to not being on the bubble. There's that. To their credit, they have every reason to the last few games to kind of roll over and play dead and be done, and they haven't done it. I don't think they're going to do it. But their chance of making that interesting, because I thought Morrell was off to a really good start, their chance of making that game interesting ended when Matt left. When I say interesting, having a shot at the end to win the game. A one possession, two possession final. Yeah, sure. He had to go. You know, your your chance of winning that game, right, is you hang in it long enough that Auburn starts getting tight. Auburn never had any reason to get tight. Because even when he got cut to the one possession, Ole Miss had expended so much energy to get there. Yeah. And then immediately gets back to seven. Well, you don't have timeouts at that point to really stop it. So once they make another run, it's kind of, that's it. You did all you could to get back in it. There was a lot of criticism of him burning the timeouts. I, I just – your only chance of winning that game is to stay in it as long as possible. If you let them run it out to 21 points so that you can save a timeout, you're you're not coming back from that. Not against them. Yeah. There was a ceiling, and if they broke the, the ceiling, eventually you were done. So. You had to get it close where they got tight and they start thinking about, hey, remember that game in Fayetteville where our guard screwed up? Hey, remember that game last week in Gainesville where the guard screwed up? Here we are again. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. That was your only chance. They just couldn't get there. Yeah. Speaking of losses that did hurt people, Mississippi State, say goodnight. That's the door last night. I was getting there. Elsewhere inside the SEC, State going on the road to Columbia, South Carolina, losing by 10. They were down 12 at the break. Never really kind of got back in it. 66-56, Bulldogs in that one. Um, Gamecocks 8-7 and seven in the league for all the criticism. It's right there. He's a good coach. Good coach. They're going to fire him, but he's a good coach. You're firing him, and I'm not saying you shouldn't fire him. What I'm saying is who are you getting and what are oh, you doing? It's a great question. I mean. Who, who, who's better? You had a dude who went to the Final Four at South Carolina. I mean, who's doing better? Before that, what did we know about South Carolina basketball? Uh, Dale Brown won back-to-back NITs. Not Dale Brown. Uh, what was the name? Uh, not Dale Brown. Uh, Boker. Yeah. No, no. What was his name? Ah, crap. See, there you go. There's the point. Okay, there's the point. It's not Dale Brown. That was, he played at, He coached LSU. They, were, they, they had a coach that won back-to-back NIT titles, and I don't remember his name. They were decent for a while. What was the guy's name? Fogler? Eddie Fogler? Wasn't yeah. he there? Was he there? See, look, uh, you're, 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 but there's you're, the point. They you're, were, you're reaching all over the place. Back in the early 2000s, they had two or three years where they were pretty good. I mean, I was looking for the guy's name. Uh, Odom, Dave Odom. Oh, Dave Odom. I remember I that now. Dave yeah. Odom. Okay. He won big at Wake Forest with Tim Duncan. Well, I could have won big at Wake Forest. Well, Tim Duncan. He recruited Tim Duncan. That's, I know he gets credit for it. I mean, it's, he recruited it's, him with the idea that he would win, and he did. Yeah. The goal was to get Tim Duncan and then win basketball. That was games. the point. Yes, I'm not worked, criticizing him over getting Tim Duncan. Worked out for Greg Popovich too. Notice yeah. he's not exactly winning big anymore. Funny how that happens. Yeah, state uh, though now sixteen and twelve, whatever they are in the SEC. That's that's it. It's it. It's, 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 state is now. Uh, let's see, I've got their like sixty something. Sixteen and twelve, seven and eight in the league. Done. See you. What's their net? 
You got that? I don't, but I can get it. And then the other game yesterday, LSU going on the road and playing well. They had, a, had an eight-point lead at the break. Couldn't hang on. Kentucky really dominant sort of last five, first five. Got a lead there in the uh, the, the second half. Uh, did not play overly well at the very end. But anyway, wins 71-66 over LSU. The uh, Did it without two of their starting guys. Ty Ty didn't play. That's and right. The other kid didn't play. They, they're Kentucky's dangerous, yeah. man. LSU nineteen and nine, Kentucky twenty three and five. No, the Cats are an absolute national title contender, for sure, and maybe one of the two or three favorites. The way they are built. Uh let's see, Kentucky's still three in the in the net. Tennessee is nine. Auburn's eleven. They fell one after beating Ole Miss. LSU sits at seventeen. Going on the road and losing doesn't hurt you. Alabama's still 22, Arkansas still 23, and then the fall. Mississippi State fell to 53, Florida's 56, A&M 72, Vanderbilt is 79, South Carolina's up to 87, uh, Ole Miss is at 106, Missouri's at 152, and Georgia's at 211. 211. Yep. Kentucky's remaining schedule at Arkansas, Ole Miss at home at Florida. Too close. Yeah, Kentucky, Arkansas is kind of a. It's what a one four looks like in a Sweet Sixteen. It is. Yeah, that's. It's in it's in Bud Walton. LSU is sitting in what in the SEC? They are seven and eight. Yeah. Seven eight in the league, and they're close. They're going to beat Missouri at home, so that gets them to eight and eight. But then they're at Arkansas and Alabama. I mean, it's feasible to go eight and ten. But they get in at eight and ten. Yeah, they're in. They're, they're net seventeen. No, they're in. They're uh, five and six in quad one, four and two in quad two, five and one in quad three, five and zero oh in quad four. They're two and seven on the road, but they're four and zero oh on neutral sites. To their credit, they scheduled an NCAA tournament. But, yeah, they're weird. They've lost a bunch of games. Yeah, I got to ask in the thread. I was not aware that McCall and Mike 5 had a, uh, had, a, had, a, had a lot of um, conversation on both sides of it. I was not aware that was an abnormal thing. You did thing. that in conversation with other people, right? Well, I'm not doing it to his face. Right, I mean, I'm face, not, I, I didn't walk up and go, hey, 5, Washburn today, what do you think? <laughs> you just call him Mike to his face, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Right, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I – I've heard a lot of people, including former players over the years, call Cox 6. Everybody called Garrido 16. That was one that was pretty popular in college baseball. I mean, I don't know. I just He's got a number on. He's calling by his number. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost kind of making fun of the fact they're still wearing uniforms a little bit. Like, not at him, but just in general. I don't mind the uniform thing while also acknowledging that it's kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean. I'm perfectly fine with it. I actually kind of – I will – I'm being a hypocrite because I'll be annoyed if they take it away. I would be absolutely annoyed. Yeah. It's just part of baseball. Just put the uniform on. Like I'll be honest, I kind of miss the coaches wearing the suit and tie. Oh, I, that's a pet peeve of mine. I, to not care about college basketball, it is a tremendous pet peeve. I kind of miss it. It's not – okay, it's twofold. It's A, getting away from the suits. It's B, dressing so casual. Like, even if it just went to, okay, some polos, some slacks, okay, like, okay. But they all are dressing like they're at the Bahamas tournament. I mean, yeah, no. it, it's the damnedest thing. sweats, basically. 
Yeah, like Howland in Oxford that night was in like a just a pajama tee and a pair of windsuit pants. And I'm like, what? Well, Pearl looked last night like he was wearing a sweatshirt. It's like a long sleeve fitted Under Armour kind of deal. Like a dry fit. I honestly don't. <laughs> I don't know if Mike would get the joke if I called him five to his face. I don't really know what his reaction would be. Because he's a pretty insulated guy. He wouldn't yell at me. I mean, but he would look at me. Like, he look at you funny. Yeah, like what? What are you doing? I don't. Know. I don't think I've ever done it to his face. I'll try it after a win. See what happens. I would wait for a big win. <laughs> Eight seven over VCU Fridays. Nah, I wouldn't do it this weekend. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Hey five, you just beat VCU nine to four. What do you think? We're done. <laughs> the Sunday that they finish a sweep of state or something, you probably could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably drop it. Not down. much is pissing him off that day, so yeah, it's, it's. You could pretty much say whatever you wanted at that moment. <laughs> he would already in his mind be sipping his post series wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Cam, you can set that bottle out yeah. to decant for yeah. a minute. You're gonna, gonna... I was going to say, he would already, in his mind, that that bottle's aerating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, State was the big loser. There was, frankly, no real winner last night in SEC basketball. It is what it is. Uh, I haven't even looked at Saturday's game to see if we have anything overly interesting. Auburn's at Tennessee. It'll be a great game. Kentucky's at Arkansas. Oh, that is. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then I know Texas A&M's at Ole Miss. That is correct. Florida is at Georgia. Vanderbilt's at Mississippi State. Those are two must wins for the Gators and the Bulldogs if you want to have any hope. Missouri's at LSU. And Carolina's at Alabama. Ooh, that's a weird spot for Bama. Surely they win that basketball game. They should. Carolina's playing really well. Alabama's only 18. I mean, Alabama's 18. Alabama has the weirdest resume in the history of college basketball. It is so strange. So Bama is. 18 and 10. They're 12 and 2 at home. 7 and 7 in quad one. Credit to them, right? They scheduled uh they scheduled an NCAA tournament bid. They're 3 and 6 on the road, 3 and 2 on neutral sites, 6 and 1 in quad two. They have two quad three losses and they still have a net of 22. That speaks to their scheduling. But here's what they here's what they don't have. Guess what Alabama's record is against quad four opponents, Chase? I don't know. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. They're 17th in the net despite having uh, 10 losses. Quad four? Quad four. What do you think their record in quad four is? 0 and 2. 0 and 0. Oh, they hadn't played one at all. Okay. They yeah. scheduled an NCAA. Yeah. That was a okay. trick question. Yeah. They scheduled an NCAA. Because Georgia's not even quad four. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. See, I, my quads are messed up. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. See, Ole Miss. This is a problem. So, moving forward, I promise we're not going to stay on college basketball because I get as bored with it sometimes as you guys get. Although, the season's been pretty interesting if you followed a team that was good. Ole Miss's records, 13-15, and 2-6 and six on the road, 1-3 and three on neutral sites. Ole Miss 10-6 and six at home. Ole Miss 1-10 against quad one. Okay. 5-0 and oh against quad two. That's good. Two and four against quad three, and okay. here's and here's a problem: they're five and one against quad four. They've played six six quad four games. You don't need to schedule those games. That th- Friday Mississippi Valley State game needs to disappear. 
It's lazy scheduling, and you need to get the hell away from it. I don't care whether you're supporting something. Stop. It's the baseball and the basketball thing. Instead of playing 311, play 142 in the net or yes. the RPI. Well, you're much better if there's off. A, if you look at last season and they have a two-stop, people in the ones. You're much better off going to Tucson and losing than you are beating Mississippi Valley by 30. You have it, it does nothing for you. Yeah. Give Nate Oates credit. He's done that at Alabama. He says, we're not scheduling that crap. No quad four games. They went to Gonzaga. They played neutral stuff. They did stuff. They did it. And, yeah, you take, your, you take some L's. But they're going to make the tournament. And in a sport where success is judged by whether you make the tournament or not, you need to schedule your way to the tournament. Who's going to miss his quad four loss? I don't Stanford? I, I would assume Sanford. Jeez. What league is Sanford in? Uh, Ohio Valley? SoCon, maybe. Okay, let me see what's – yeah, you're right. I think, yeah. Sanford's 169 in the I don't know. So okay. I don't know who They're it good. is. Because Western's not that bad. Boise's not that bad. Are we forgetting some crazy-ass loss? Is there some loss that I'm just not – We obviously remembering? are. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? No, now. it doesn't. I'm okay. looking for. I'm looking for what Western is. I'm going to see USA. Western is um, one twenty. Yeah, I think so. They're they're pretty decent. That's and, not. And I think it. Boise actually is pretty good. Yeah. There's something we're forgetting. I'll look yeah, at it. I don't know. Fine. All right. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark N E S P A R C. Two packages: the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, and much more. So get the best internet around in Lafayette County. Again, 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll have uh, hand-raised guys. It'll be like it was last week. It'll be uh, kind of recorded, but we'll bring that to you this afternoon where you can have it for the weekend. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Planning on having a uh, mind on my money to you later today. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team where they'll conduct a complimentary no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. And um, yeah, they'll take great care of you. They're uh, they're ready to uh, manage your plan and ultimately improve your employees' retirement readiness at Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards. 
Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. You just get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he will give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Our euros, kebabs, wraps, redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, candlelit patio, all of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. I know it can be hard to find quality shrimp away from the Gulf. That's when they've teamed up with New Orleans-based Prime Shrimp to offer direct deliveries of restaurant-quality shrimp straight to your door. Over 70 years of shrimp processing in New Orleans, and they've developed a new standard in cooking convenience. They're easy-to-cook pouches that are perfect for those shrimp lovers hesitant to cook at home. You can chop some signature season, the French Quarter Alfredo, or the new flavor. They've got the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl available today. Money-back guarantees on those. Use code MPW for $20 off at your first order. Again, that's primeshrimp.com. So I've got their net sheet up. It is Samford. It's because it was a home loss. It is a quad four oh, loss. Because, you know, you it rotates depending right. on where the where the game is. Um, quad four is designed as a home loss to anybody 161 or worse. Anybody neutral site 201 or worse, and anyone away from home 241 or worse. Okay. So that also preaches to your point. If you're even going to do one of those, go on the road and play the damn thing. Of course. Don't do it at home because you're not getting a crowd anyway. Right. I mean, frankly, they would be much better off going to Valley than they would. And it's hard to schedule at Ole Miss. I know that. It is. Andy said it. Other people have said it. Kermit probably wouldn't say it in for those several words. logistical reasons and them being good enough to beat you. Yeah. It's hard to schedule, but you got to figure it out. Because this year, look at look at Alabama and LSU. They have losses, and they're in. Home losses are just killing them. I mean, even in the quad three, you've got that South Carolina loss, quad three loss at home. Western Kentucky just hammering them on the road that day in Atlanta, or at neutral site. And if you're going to play those games, you just can't lose them. I'm, I'm looking at... In the SEC quad four, Kentucky's eight and zero in quad four. Tennessee five and zero. Auburn four and zero. LSU five and zero. Bama didn't play one. Arkansas and Mississippi State are both six and zero. Florida seven and one. So see the ones killing them right now. A and M eight and zero. Vanderbilt four and zero. Carolina five and zero. Ole Miss five and one. Missouri three and one. Georgia three and one. Just don't play them. And if you do play them, you cannot lose them. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned at the opening, Ole Miss knocking off Arkansas State 15-5 yesterday in baseball. They called the game with one out in the bottom of the fifth. It came a flood for five to eight minutes um, to the point that it was the worst I've seen the infield from a playability standpoint in a long time. They got the guys off the field. They covered up the mound and the plate, and they were just fixing the infield. And I thought, okay, it's not run rain like terribly. They could probably play through the seventh. But it was cold. It was like mid thirties. The wind was blowing. It was raining. It, it was, was gross yesterday. It was it was gross. And I was laughing. I told Neil this when I came in. At some point, Mike and Tommy Raffo, the coach at Arkansas State, both just kind of walked out behind home plate, and you could almost see the body language going, "Why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah. It's fifteen to five in the fifth. Let's go home." Well, you were on your way to a twenty-three to seven game. Yeah. Having it was going to take another hour and a half. Now, they did have a run rule in effect. Ole Miss probably wins it in seven, but that still is another hour in this crap. Okay. And Arkansas State couldn't get them out. So, 17 to seven. Yes. Yeah. 
It, they, they, what I mean, are you doing? Just move on. They were, they were going to have to get home in bad weather. and Yeah, because it was 12-5 to 5 going into the bottom of the fifth, and Ole Miss had scored three runs very quickly. And, yeah, it was just – it was time to – it was time to go to the house. Um, yeah. There was no reason to, to sit there. VCU any good? Uh, they're, they're picked first or second in their league. They're a pretty – Pretty common NCAA tournament team. Like I said, they were the two-seed or the three-seed in Starkville last year. They really hit the baseball last year. They were a really good offensive team. Because um, Ole Miss probably getting to a place where they need to play somebody a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked Mike again the question last night, and I am keep harping on it, and he will not give me an honest answer. But he has to be a little frustrated because he cannot pitch guys right now. They yeah. were not playing enough innings. Yeah, they're losing innings. And it's – I know I saw it in the stream a couple days ago, and everybody says, oh, they can do simulated games. That's not you, – you need to pitch in front of a crowd. You need you to go on the mound. You can't simulate a game. You need to go – You can't. You can get them work. You can't right. simulate the game. Right. And, I mean, Brandon, the closer hasn't pitched yet. End of the world? No. I mean, but <sighs> kind of like for him to throw. And I asked that. I'm like, hey, had you played more innings? And he was like, well, yeah, we were trying to pitch Brandon Johnson. And yeah, of It course. is what it is. Of course. Almost the point of – it. I was getting rained on too. I didn't really want to have a big long conversation out there, but you want to go? Why didn't you just pitch him in the fifth? You knew this was a possibility. Just throw him if you want to throw him, and they didn't. But it's, maybe because in that environment, cold and oh, that's wet, good point. sky. Yeah. If somebody slips on the mound, you'd rather it not be him. Yeah, I mean, turns out they did the right thing by moving the game. Turns out they would have been better off playing it on Tuesday. Yeah, but that is process and results and whatnot. You made the right call. It did. just did not work out for you from that standpoint. I saw some people like, well, if you had you just played it, okay, but you can't just ignore the weather radar. You can't just dismiss it. Because they do ignore it more than any other team in the country almost. But Arkansas State, you're asking them, hey, get in, bus up. You don't have a place to stay. You didn't book a room. Bus up, come over here. Going to get rained out, and we'll schedule it for tomorrow. Good luck finding a place to stay. Maybe y'all can go stay at the Hampton Inn in Batesville or something. <laughs> It's not, it's not ideal for anybody there. Yeah, I mean, you do have to plan a little bit. There are some logistics. Yeah, VCU, um, Fordham or VCU is picked to win. I guess the A ten is that what that is? Isn't Dayton in the A ten? Because they're, they're they got votes too. Uh, I don't know, but I can find out. I'm pretty sure that yeah, I, I, Dayton used to at least be in the A ten. If they are not anymore, I know they were at one point. Uh the A ten. This is basketball. The A ten is Davidson, Dayton, VCU. Okay, so yeah, St. Louis, St. Bonaventure, Richmond, George Mason, Rhode Island, St. Joseph's, Fordham, UMass, yeah. George Washington, LaSalle, Duquesne. Okay, what's well, a diverse group? <laughs> that is. <laughs> hey, you, you guys want to be in a league? Okay, cool. All right, sounds. sounds well, you good. know when Richmond and Rhode Island get together, you can throw the record books out. Richmond and Rhode Island. VCU versus UMass. God, can you imagine the intensity? Uh, so, look, much when George like, Washington plays George Mason, it's the Battle of the Georges. It is. Yeah. Much like the weekend, don't take anything from yesterday, guys. Uh, I, I don't know. Kevin Graham had seven RBIs and four innings yesterday. God, I think if he could do that all year, what his numbers would be. He would break records. Everybody was just ready to get out of the rain yesterday because Mike – a couple people were fiddling with their tape recorders, and at some point, Mike goes, somebody's got to talk first. I was like, easy killer. Just give us a yeah. second. Like, yeah. it's going to be all right. <laughs> I 
I mean, it was only like two and a half seconds. He goes, hey, somebody's got to ask the first question. <laughs> well, he was standing in the rain. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's cold. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> he was kind of pissy. Uh, but no, it was it And was it's the same one or two of y'all that ask all the damn questions. Everybody yeah. else just stands there. Yeah. Shivering. Putting the video up then immediately. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. Two home runs, whatever. I, I don't know. There's nothing. Again, there's nothing to take from that. Yesterday. Um... I will actually. There is one thing. Okay. Washburn has got to calm down. He walked a couple guys early. Well, he probably had some adrenaline pumping. He, he no, he does. But his it's not a knock on him. That's not fair. His career out, his career long outings only three point two innings. But to be a starter, can't max effort immediately. You got to get into your start a little bit. And I think that he's still just hand me the ball and get out of my way. And, and yeah. Yeah, probably what he and his dad talked about last night when he called him after the game. Said, "Hey, chill, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. It's baseball. Yeah, you've done this for a while. Yeah, even in front of that crowd yesterday, he was he was amped. He walked a couple guys early, walked a couple guys later. He just, just, just you need to pretend you're back in travel ball. Yeah, really, really good breaking ball. I mean, the stuff's there. It's it's, it's good, but he just need to just need to chill a little bit. I think that's the one probably the one takeaway from that. I mean, he goes three innings, two hits, two runs. Four strikeouts, four walks, thirty-seven of sixty-two for strikes yesterday. It was fun. I mean, whatever. They played a game. They won fifteen to five. I don't think any SEC team, SEC team took the crazy bad loss yesterday. Who won that LSU Louisiana Tech game? Louisiana Tech eleven to six last night at, at the Love Shack. Um, oh, that game was in Ruston. Mm-hmm. Is that why the tickets were so hard to get? Oh, were they? I have no idea. Yeah, supposedly the tickets were going like two hundred bucks. For LSU LaTeX baseball last night. The guy's night. done a great job in Ruston. He really has. Yes, Lane Burrows. I mean, he has. He's done a great job. If the health of a program can be based on crowds and, and engagement, he's done a great job. I mean, you got to tip your hat. Former it, state assistant. That's, he has. He's done a really, Credit to really him. Really so, good in job. the last two years, they've gotten Arkansas, Ole Miss, and now LSU to come play there. Correct. Hey, man, it's getting it done. Mm-hmm. And you're winning some of those games. Yeah. yeah. No, they're good. They're, I mean, credit good. to them. They're going to be a bitch of a two-seed somewhere. Yeah. At the end of the year. Yeah. It's done a hell of a job. Maybe in Baton Rouge. Done a hell of a job. Did they host last year? Yes. They did. They, they yes. hosted. NC, that was the NC State. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Place was packed. Because Bama was there, too. Yep. That's right. Yep. LaTeX, NC State, Bama, and whoever yep. the four was. Yeah. And it was packed, and, and frankly, the people from Alabama and NC State left raving about it. They did a really good job. This is the year where his name's going to cycle through the bigger jobs when some firings happen. Well, I think so. Because we're also going to get back into firings after the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he would have to be on a short list, wouldn't he? There's no to reason. To at least look at him to talk should to him. Should Ole Miss have an opening, there'd be no reason to not look at him. I mean, you'd have to at least put him on the list and – Former Mississippi ties, been in the league, knows how to. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of I mean, stuff there. Getting it done in Ruston, and I say that lovingly. I'm from there, but when I was growing up, Tech baseball wasn't a big deal, and I saw LSU play there because Joey Bell hit a ball that probably in orbit right now. Yeah, Albert for those who. Yeah, he was Joey then. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's done a great job. Kudos to him. I, I knew that was a hot ticket. I, for some reason, thought maybe it was in Baton Rouge, but good for him. Did you see where uh, Tennessee kid hit 103 last night? I did. 
Hit it a couple of times. Friedman said 103.5, so it made me wonder if he had Trackman data. And if 103.5 is real. Oh, that's Chapman. I mean. Well, Vitello says he's hit hard, He's hit higher than that. Yeah. Vitello's been trying to calm everybody down going, hey, guys, he doesn't know how to pitch yet. Chill. Like, but, I mean, you hit 103. I, I, that's kind of a Crash Davis thing to say right there, isn't it? Hey, he, throws really, he doesn't really know how to. No. <laughs> Crash is like, don't dig in. We don't know where the hell this is going. Hey, I don't know where this is going. At what point, how hard do you can you throw that at the college level that velocity will just get people out? Well, that. I mean, it, well, if there's a number, that's the number. I, I mean, mean it's, it's 97 and, and up, up. Where you're just going to throw it by people. I mean. They just don't have the hands. Well, I mean, you take like the Ole Miss guys yeah. in that lineup. They've seen. They've seen mid-90s. They've seen a lot of 94 to 96s. Yeah, they've seen that. It, that's elite stuff now. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, the, the cat throwing 95 at the travel ball thing is all the college guys and pro guys are there with their guns. But they've seen a lot of that. They've seen 90s. But you get up into the 96, 97 range. You don't have a lot of time to react. I was not saying you look at Burroughs because he has Mississippi ties and he's a Mississippian. I'm saying that because he would understand the scholarship lottery systems in the SEC related to the schools in the state. Because there's lots of the, – the state – every state is very specific on the way you give scholarships in college baseball. It's right. not, it's not a, oh, he's a Mississippian. It's that they understand right. the, the networks involved to that. Conference ties are incredibly important with baseball because of the way the states operate against one another and inside each other for for scholarship standpoints. Um, and again, it's not a reason to hire him, but it is a positive in his book if, if you are looking at him in a lot of other directions there. It does make you want to watch a Tennessee game when that guy goes in. I mean, I'm oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in. I mean, he's in Oxford a few weeks. And I go, hey. Just curious what that looks like. I wonder what it's no, no joke when I say this. What does it sound like? 1037 when you're standing in the box. What does that sound yeah, like? I don't think he can do it consistently, but I mean, he was spotting that 89 mile an hour changeup a couple times. And I mean, if there's some fade on a ball that's going 89. Well, especially if you're up there looking, you're having to get ready for 100. 89 with movement, you're not hitting it. And if you do, you're not hitting it hard. I mean, you're just not. I mean, when you read, I don't know if you, we didn't talk about this. Yeah. It was Freddie Freeman and another player, and I can't remember who it was, but Freeman was talking about how frustrating it is sometimes where he hears people go, just hit it the other way. And he was explaining all the mechanisms that are involved in his swing. And the pitching is so advanced. That just hitting it the other way is it, it's it, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. He's like, if if it were that easy, I'd do it. I mean, Freddie Freeman gets paid a lot of money to hit a ball. I follow the Cubs, obviously, and Ian Happ has talked about this. There was a, um, it might have been Friedman, I can't remember, but they were showing a hitter's perspective on Yu Darvish's slider, mm-hmm. and Ian Happ was like, "Yeah, see." There's some stuff where the pitcher's so so good that you just can't hit it. You can't do anything with it. 
late maturity on a guy. I mean, it's, it's a fascinating story to watch this because he hit a 4.59 ERA, I think, in Juco. I think he went to Walter State. Didn't pitch at all in He's 20. a kid from Farragut, right? Yeah. yeah. Baseball powerhouse in Knoxville. He doesn't pitch. He's hurt in 20, or I guess 21. And then somebody on the board said he's from Knoxville, said he like grew six inches and suddenly. Yeah. You never know. It's why if I think if you could have the honest conversation with, as you call him, five and his staff, they would tell you it's one of the risks of offering all the seventh graders. Kids do bloom later. They are late developers. Not all kids grow the exact same rate. But it worked out for him that he's in he's in an SEC program. Yeah. And he'll certainly get a professional shot throwing that hard. Oh. I mean he's yeah, getting drafted. I, yeah, I mean somebody goes, Hey, I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll take a two, three year flyer on you, see what happens. Uh Barrett asking who would I play at right field third and DH. Uh I, I need to get Alderman as many at bats as possible right now. I think that's important. I, I just think you've got to get him as seasoned as you can. Um, I want to give Burford a real fair shot. I, I think that he brings a little something different to that lineup that I, that I like. It also allows you to move bench wherever you need to move bench if Burford plays. It doesn't kind of lock him in a little bit. And then, I mean, if if Leatherwood is going to hit, he has your next highest ceiling. Um I get that he can go cold at times, but in this lineup, you can also kind of let a guy go cold and play for the, the the ceiling a little bit. You don't have to go, hey, no, God, if he goes if he goes zero for twelve, we're screwed. No, you're not. You're fine in this in this order. So I think that's that's doable. They will probably get Hayden Dunhurst back at some point this weekend. He did not catch in that crap yesterday with a hamstring injury. No, and then uh, he hit he hit inside prior to the game, and that's all he did yesterday. Yeah. And then he will probably be back at some point this uh, this weekend. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it more from an at bat standpoint. And right now, I would be trying to get at bats to Leatherwood, Burford, and Alderman would be kind of how I how I did that. And it gives you some versatility in some different spots at that uh, at that point. So, podcast brought to you in part by G and M Pharmacy six six two two three six two 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 right there on South Lamar in Oxford. Also with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery, you have what you need when you need it with G and M. Again, that's on South Lamar. That's six six two two three six two 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 two. Does your company need hard to find talent to? Uh Meet your goals for 2022. Maybe you're seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make a change. Your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. There's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact them at 662-832-5138. Uh, the second edition of the Peyton Chatney Show brought to you by The Rogue is up. It's in uh, YouTube form. It's also in podcast form for those who were complaining about not wanting to watch, but wanting to listen. I get mad at myself a little bit for that. I ought to just leave it in the damn YouTube and go, no, watch it. But I get it. Some people just want to listen. In some ways, I get it. because I, I, Well, I agree with you 100%. And then I also go, but are we cutting our own nose off? Because we're going to have bit. this many people or this many people yeah, with it. So. A little bit. It's a complicated topic. Yeah. Anyway, what's not complicated is the Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. That is absolutely true. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work 
It's a lifestyle. It's a nightlife. They've got the perfect something for everyone at the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in uh, Jackson. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward. Chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. It's uh, CorinthDental.com. They've got 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available. Brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Bell & Grove is a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rates possible for their customers. They can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865 562 uh, I'm sorry, 865-672-6557. And we've been telling you about Southern Traditions Farm for a couple of weeks. Uh, kind of thing that they do, if you're interested, they're this weekend and uh, next weekend. They're down in uh, southwest Florida at uh, Fox Lee Farm. It's about five miles from uh, Venice Beach. They're putting on a uh, eight-week-long uh, winter circuit. It's been a big hit in uh, the equestrian circles. There's more than $500,000 in prize money up for grabs. The show series, it's one that uh, people that are into equestrian don't want to miss, from the Grand Prix jumping under the lights on Friday nights to the hunter challenges on Sunday morning. There's lots to uh, spectate and compete in. If that sounds like something that you are interested in, maybe your young people in your life are interested in, get in touch with Bowers Cone and the people at uh, Southern Traditions. It's BowersCone1 at gmail.com, or you can message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. So I know no one is shocked. Um, the NCAA makes a dumb decision. They you want to hit me because I was a little surprised. I actually thought that this was so simple that they would just do the right thing. Shame on me, but I was. I have to admit that I thought he was going to get a break. Plumley announcing yesterday the NCAA has denied his waiver to play baseball at UCF this spring, following him transferring over the course of the uh, of the summer. He uh, he tweeted about it. Their reasoning being they give they uh, they gave the official response that the NCAA calendar considers the 2021 college football season and 2022 college baseball season as part of the 21-22 athletic season. Hence. If he was going to transfer, he had to do it prior to July 1st, 2021, to be eligible for the baseball season. So hold on a second, though. So if I want to transfer and play football, I can do that anytime during the damn summer and then play immediately whenever yes. the thing was. But if I want to play baseball, i got to do it nine months in advance. Makes no sense. That would be like telling football players they had to do it prior to the end of the calendar year as soon as their year, their year was over. Here's the thing. How many people play both sports? If you, but hold on a minute. If you were in the College World Series, because I mean, that teams play in it, eight of them every year. So there's eight times 30. There's a lot, there's 250 kids that are in Omaha every year, okay. give or take. Sure. All those kids, if they want to get in the portal, 
their timeline to decide to do that and to get transferred, not just in the portal, but damn transferred, would be Six four days, days yeah. after the finals of the College World Series? Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. I always ask when a decision's made like this, what, pre- what, what precedent did you set? Because sometimes you have to set precedent. What precedent got set here? Who, who, did, who benefited from this decision? Anybody? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to guess Mike Bianco and Carl Lafferty and, and Mike Clement and all those guys have no issue at all with John Rice playing at UCF. None. They like him. They'd like the best for him, right? He transferred. He's done nothing wrong. Punishing him, and that's what this is, mm-hmm. serves no purpose. It serves no purpose at all. You're just punishing a young man. That's all you're doing. That's it. Nothing got accomplished. What precedent did you set? Well, I tell you what we did. We told a bunch of football players that you're not going to be able to transfer someplace and play baseball in the spring. Yeah, how many? What are we talking about? Ten people? Here's the other thing it's doing is even take the two sport thing out, even though that is the if you are on scholarship for a different sport, here's the rule for that. Okay, cool. I'm all in. That's fine. I'm good with that. It would fix this, and I, I have no problem with that. But even beyond that, let's take a different one. Teams right now, because of these stupid roster size rules that are on college baseball because of the NCAA, the school can't get hit and left with too few players on its roster. And right. it's impossible to add players to your roster once the season begins. Right. Duh. So what they do is they come into the fall with a larger number of players than they know can actually be on the roster when opening day comes. By at Ole Miss, they try to be fairly fair, so it's three, four, five dudes. Some places it's twenty. I mean, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Right. Those kids that get cut, and they know that they're not going to play or whatever. Per this rule, they can't transfer to another D one school and play that next season. They are eliminated from staying on the same tier and just moving somewhere else. By the time they find out, and they are forced to go down levels or go JUCO. Yeah. This rule prohibits what is just a completely real part of the game, which is schools essentially cutting players at the end of the fall yep. and not allowing them to stay on the same level of competition. Yep. It it defies, defies all, all logic. logic. Yep. But it's the NCAA for you. The here's the the NCAA does all of this lip service about caring about the student athlete, and every damn decision they make shows you they don't care. They don't care. They just don't care. They do not care about kids. They are a reprehensible group of people, the ones in Indianapolis. They are reprehensible. They are horrible. They care nothing about the young people that they talk that they spend all of their time talking about caring for. To the point where at an NCAA tournament, after the game, They'll bring the player, the two, a coach and two players typically, sometimes three, and they'll do this thing first where let's get to the players and get their statements and get them out of here so that they can go back and study. Shut up. Not a damn one of them is going to study right now. You're, it's total It's theater. No reason that John Rice Palmy couldn't play baseball this, this, this spring at Central Florida. None. Zero. N- 
he it would have harmed no one. In fact, it, but it would have benefited him. He would have gotten to enjoy playing. There's only a, a, a number of years that you have to play. Yeah. And then further, I'm guessing they sort of planned on him playing. And so somebody didn't get that roster spot. Mm-hmm. So they're a man down. So you punished two people, Plumley and some hypothetical kid out there who would have a roster spot at UCF. at UCF, who doesn't because they had to at least prepare for the possibility of Plumley being there because had the ruling come down that he could play, they were going to play him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're mentioning Jacob Berry in the thread. He followed Jay Johnson to LSU. Johnson got hired, I think, on June 25th. And Barry left immediately. I mean, he made sure he got in and yeah. got moved prior to that July 1st date to be yeah. eligible at LSU. Probably the best hitter in the country, potentially. Um, yeah. Top for, 10 pick. Yeah, for the Tigers. Because so. the Cubs pick eighth, and there's Barry's getting brought up a lot. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I talk about this with Brian and something you'll hear later today. I still, I mean, it's only been one week, but I feel pretty certain. Ole Miss has got the best one through nine, and LSU has the best one, two, three in the middle. I think those maybe – country um definitely from a standpoint of um the sec but probably nationally as uh as, as well so yeah i i feel bad for the kid i mean it just makes no freaking sense yeah in, i feel in, real bad for him in, in the Come world on. he wants to play baseball and he's a he's a good, one of the reasons he went and he's a good enough baseball player he trusted to play. that he would win the waiver he thought he would because well, well logic says he should nobody was against it no, Ole Miss campaigned for him, helped him. Tried yeah, to help of course. Him. They like him. He's a nice young man. I mean, give me a break. It's a total joke. Ole Miss would have loved to have seen him on the field next weekend just to say hello. Uh, Peyton mentioned that the other day. Yeah, yeah they, like, they like John Rice. I mean, he was going to be their starting center fielder is my understanding. Which is good. That's the, you want the forget the baseball for a minute. You want the experience of right. That's that's what they talk about. They talk about the experience. So you eliminate his experience. How old is he? 21? 21, 22? I mean, yeah, his, yeah, 21. his yeah. clock's his clock's running out. So you take a baseball season away from him. How precisely did that help him? become a better student athlete where's the benefit well we showed you that these rules are those rules yeah you're fixing a problem that doesn't exist right everybody's going well they're going to leave and right before the season starts and they're going to because i mean this now there's going to be a flood of football players who leave to go play baseball to go play baseball because they're going to get on the field because they haven't played baseball in how long and come on it's just stupid. It's what really bothers me. It's the stupidity of it. But it's theater, and it's optics, and they can say, we enforce our rules. But you don't. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody in these bureaucratic deals to go, hey, why don't we do the right thing by this kid? Yeah. They look at him as a student athlete number 47287. No, no, come on. What, what? He's a kid. He's a young person. He's, he's, why would you not want to give him the opportunity that, that he's earned? Mm-hmm. You're not affecting precedent. You think like, I mean, 
trying to think of a kid on the Ole Miss team who's never been in the portal. Like A.J. Finley at the end of this year is going, hey, you know what, I, I need to get out so that I can go play baseball at South Florida. <laughs> I haven't played baseball in six years, but it sounds fun. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, college football. Good bit of college football coming up. So Neil's going to talk to Ryan Brown for a show later today. Um, Brian and I talked a good bit about Randall Joyner, some homeless football as well, and some baseball kind of at the end of it. So those two things coming in a uh, in a show later on. We will have more at rebelgrove.com. Again, uh, Ole Miss A&M at 2.30 for basketball on Saturday. Ole Miss VCU, 4 noon and noon, I believe, the three That's times for, uh, for that one. So uh, all that going on, reaction, previews, and more at rebelgrove.com. And we'll talk to you again soon.